It's time for Alan McGordo Town News on Crazy Radio. I'm Anthony Lucero. When it comes to news on 95.1 FM, weather always comes first. A nearly stationary frontal boundary across the south will focus showers and storms. Some of these storms may be accompanied by damaging wind gusts, large hail, and heavy rainfall with a flash flood threat. Heat's going to increase across southern Texas over the next few days with new daily records expected. Critical fire weather conditions for areas of the southwest and northwest will continue to exist. Closer to home, winds will increase tomorrow afternoon with an upper-level system across the far southwest. Minimum relative humidity values will be between 6 and 14 percent. Now you combine that with 20-foot winds between 20 and 25 miles per hour, along with the energy release component values in the 85th to 95th percentile, and it creates low-end red flag conditions. Incidentally, the energy release component is a number related to the available energy per unit area within the flaming front at the head of a fire. The winds are expected to subside after sunset. We're going to have another look at the weather following this news. At last night's City Commission meeting, Code Enforcement Manager Josh Sides spoke about two properties so ruined, damaged, and dilapidated that they are a menace to public comfort, health, peace, or safety. The addresses are 308 and 310 North White Sands Boulevard. This building has been on the dilapidated structures list for quite some time. Um, I kind of picked up this ball again and went rolling and went it rolling again. This slide shows the timeline of the things that I've done with it, not what anybody else before me has done, but what I've done with it. So on 420, I was made aware of this building. On 421, I had Paul Bennett, the facility maintenance manager, go out and he did a walk around of the building. He found that the north, uh, the northeast and the southwest corners were unstable and at risk of potential collapse. On 424, I uh, mailed a, an uh, International Property Maintenance Code letter um, to the, the owner listing six violations of IPMC, International Property Maintenance Code, and how to correct them as well as contact information for me. On 511, uh, Code Enforcement received the certified mail uh, receipt back saying that the property owner had signed for that letter and received that letter. On 522, I did apply for and was granted a 12th Judicial District Court search warrant by Judge Bryant. On 523, I did execute that search warrant on the property. 308 was given six months to repair with a three-month update required. However, there might not be a legal stance to obtain a warrant to inspect. And looking at the building, I don't see that anything can be done. But we're supposed to trust this guy, so okay. The commission did order the abatement of 310, but that structure is in probate. So who knows how long that's going to take. It's caught fire twice and it looks even worse than its neighbor at 308. A 45-minute debate over the two properties and nothing really resolved. But the big one. Consider an act upon the first publication of Ordinance 1679 adopting a municipal gross receipts tax. There is no surprise that the city pays jack spit to our police officers. I'm assuming that's not a shocker. The county pays more than the city, so the solution presented was a tax increase, which offsets the recent tax cut by the state. So since the city can't budget, you are not going to be allowed to enjoy the recent tax break. But here's a good question. What did the budget committee say about all this? This has been a conversation for about two years and we haven't brought anything to commission. We are at a point that 
the county just did the $3 increase. They might be getting six additional positions. They might have three people retiring. We're at a point like the state have, we're at the point where it feels necessary and it also feels like the right time because of the state taking the taking it down to that one eighth percent. It's I mean I I don't think we've hid the fact that we've been having trouble. That's what the whole incentive was. Well, the good news is the police are gonna get their money. The bad news is it's gonna come directly out of your paycheck on top of everything else you're already paying for, as opposed to reviewing the existing budget and making cuts where necessary. Anyway, the full meeting has been posted on the City of Alamogordo YouTube page. The New Mexico Department of Transportation began rock-scaling operations last Monday on US-82, about seven miles east of Alamogordo, near the Tunnel Vista Observation Site. Work is taking place Monday through Friday from 7 to 5 and is expected to wrap up by the end of June, weather permitting. So on January 28th, we had a large rock pretty close to the size of a semi fall in the road. It blocked both lanes of traffic. Following week, we had our geotechnical section out of the general office come out. Um, we also had um, some survey guys from Las Cruces come down. They flew the area with drones and recognized more rock in the same area that it's already loose. You can see daylight between the mountainside and the rock. In an effort to keep the traveling public and local residents better informed of wait times and delays, the NMDOT is providing project updates hourly on nmroads.com and the NMROADS app. The Alamogordo Public Schools and Gerald Champion Regional Medical Center Urgent Care are excited to announce a new partnership that's going to bring telehealth options to all schools this coming fall. You can check out the details on the Alamogordo Public Schools Facebook page. This Saturday, Kitty City and Alamogordo Animal Control will be at the mall for a big adoption event. Come see all the adorable kittens and cats from Kitty City, and we will also feature dogs for adoption from Alamogordo Animal Control. Kathy Denton of Kitty City speaking with Crazy Radio. The Alamogordo Recreation Center announces that the summer basketball sessions are in full swing. Whether you're a beginner looking to learn the basics or you're an experienced player aiming to sharpen your skills, there is something for everyone. Check out the details on the Alamogordo Recreation Center Facebook page. Well, today is Wednesday. Let's check in with Susan at Love, Inc. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Susan with Love, Inc. of Otero County calling you with our weekly report. Love, Inc. is looking for volunteers. Right now, we are in need of somebody that can donate some time during the week on call as necessary to pick up donations for us. We do have a truck and a trailer. We just need somebody that can lift that kind of thing and is willing to help us out. If you believe you could donate some time, certainly give us a call at 575-439-4812, and we would love to talk to you about that. Also, just as a reminder, we do have a fundraiser coming up, a love affair to remember. Tickets are on sale this week, starting this week, and that will be on September 9th. It is a Saturday starting at 6 p.m. at the Taze Special Event Center. Super excited about that. Should be a lot of fun. Other than that, Love, Inc. just remains busy. Of course, we just got a, a new shipment of dog food from Sunny at Animal Village. Thank you for that. So if you are in need of pet food, please give us a call, and we would be happy to provide that for you. Also, cat food, dog and cat food, I should say, pet food. So give us a call on that, 575-439-4812.
Until next week, everybody be blessed. As a reminder, the Sierra Blanca Regional Airport in Redoso is closed due to construction and is expected to resume operations by the end of the month. News from around the state in just a moment. This is Alamogordo Town News on Crazy Radio. I'm Anthony Lucero. AlamogordoTownNews.com is a locally owned website featuring local news matters from a local perspective that affects you, and we bring it to you directly. Plus, local sports, cultural arts, and events. Online, AlamogordoTownNews.com. Owned and operated by Second Life Media. We are Otero County. Directory Plus is the right size book. It's the book if you need a phone book. That's what just one person has to say about Directory Plus. With its red cover, features, colorful yellow pages, and lots more, it's no wonder people all over use Directory Plus. It has so much more information. You can cross-check phone numbers or addresses or pretty much anything. Look on the plus side, Directory Plus. I'm a big fan of Directory Plus. It was the summer of 2021 when state police found the body of five-year-old Shaquille Ferguson Jr. in the Rio Grande near Tier C. In a new lawsuit, a representative of the deceased said it didn't have to end that way, claiming the Children, Youth, and Families Department should have removed this child from his father's care. The then 27-year-old Shaquille Ferguson Sr. broke down in front of police after the body of his five-year-old son, Shaquille Jr., was found in the Rio Grande. After initially giving multiple different stories to the police, Ferguson Sr. told the police he took his son into the river, slipped, and lost hold of him. Ferguson Sr. claimed to have pulled his son's body out and conducted CPR before walking away and not telling anybody what happened. We ended up getting pulled into water. How did he get pulled into water? We were swimming. He was on my shoulders. However, witnesses at the park that day alleged that they saw Ferguson Sr. go to the river with his son and then walk away alone in dry clothes. Ferguson Jr.'s body was found seven miles down the river a few days later. In a lawsuit, a court-appointed representative for the estate of the young boy claimed his death was avoidable and is pointing the finger at CYFD since they received, get this, eight complaints involving Ferguson Sr., five of which were substantiated. The suit also states that in the weeks prior to the boy's death, a neighbor in the motel they were living in reported hearing the boy yell, I'll behave, I won't do it again, and please let me go. The neighbor reported seeing the boy hogtied to a bed. In the lawsuit, attorneys claimed that if CYFD investigated these claims properly, the boy would have been placed in a safe environment away from his father. It goes on to say that the agency ignored information indicating the father's home was unsafe for the child. The lawsuit requests for compensation and for more training for CYFD investigators. Ferguson Sr. was arrested in connection with his son's death. He has been charged with reckless child abuse resulting in death and is being held in jail until his trial. You discarded him. You discarded him. Same dad that's supposed to protect him, you just let him go. How can you have the heart to do that? CYFD says they're going to be reviewing the suit and respond to these specific allegations in court. The Valencia County Sheriff's Office has announced a major update in the 1988 disappearance of Tara Calico. Tara Calico was a 19-year-old avid cyclist who enjoyed regular rides along New Mexico Highway State, State Road 47 in Valencia County. In September 1988, Tara left to ride her regular bike route and told her family she would be home by lunch. After failing to retol- return home that afternoon, her mother reported her missing. 
Neither Tara nor her bike were ever located. Valencia County Sheriff Denise Vigil spoke at a news conference. To preserve the integrity of the investigation, we cannot reveal all that has been learned. But rest assured, investigators have followed up on all theories, leads, and tips. When we can share case updates or information, we will do so directly to the community through the official channels. At this time, law enforcement believes there is sufficient evidence to submit this inve investigation to the district attorney's office for review of potential charges. Currently, the identities and specifics of the persons of interest are sealed by the court and will remain so until the court order otherwise. Otherwise, orders otherwise, sorry. In 1998, a judge deemed that Calico was deceased and ruled her death a homicide. Six days after restricting water use due to a major water main break, the city of Gallup has lifted that restriction as of noon yesterday. The city says they're working diligently to restore tank levels and will assess the situation daily. The very large array near Socorro is scanning space frequencies for life and has been doing that for decades. But soon, we can expect to see the VLA expand. A new $2 billion expansion was just announced that will drastically increase the number of antennas. The new project is being called the Next Generation VLA. The National Radio and Astronomy Observatory says the expansion will bring in 260 new antennas. About 160 antennas will replace the current 27, and the rest will be scattered across North America. In total, the Next Generation VLA will cost about $92 million a year to operate. The New Mexico Department of Transportation announces the reopening of the Mesa Rest Area located off US-285 at mile marker 149. That's about 33 miles north of Roswell. The new facility now offers family restrooms, drinking fountains, new climate control, and a reverse osmosis water well. Your crazy radio spot on weather forecast for the Tularosa Basin today calls for sunny skies. Winds gusting as high as 20 miles per hour. Mostly clear tonight, winds gusting as high as 21. Tomorrow, a fire weather watch is in effect from 1 until 9. Otherwise, sunny skies with winds gusting as high as 32. Your high today in the basin, 91. Low tonight, 63. High tomorrow, 93 degrees. In Cloudcroft, sunny skies today, winds gusting as high as 33. Mostly clear tonight, winds gusting as high as 34. And tomorrow, there's a fire weather watch in effect from 1 until 9 p.m. Otherwise, sunny skies, winds gusting as high as 49. Your high today in Cloudcroft, 70, low tonight of 49, high tomorrow 71 degrees. Local breaking news can be found on our website, alamogordotownnews.com, and you can learn more about Crazy Radio by visiting kalhradio.org. That concludes today's edition of Alamogordo Town News on Crazy Radio. I'm Anthony Lucero. So I have one person signed up, uh, Robert Cedillo. Okay, sir, if you want to come up. Um, Panorama Park closure yes and you will have three minutes um, <coughs> and if you'll just state your name for the record that would be great my name is Robert Cedillo okay. and I live in the panorama circle area and I saw some time back that they're pl planning on closing some parks around town uh, I put a small comment on Facebook and it generated numerous comments from people in the area. Over 180 people commented on just the closure of that one small part. It's a very small part, requires very little maintenance. 
There's not even a trash can there. It's a picnic table and a barbecue grill. And that's all there is to it, a few little trees. And Did you see this on social media? Is that where you saw I it? I posted it on social media. You posted it on social media, okay. So, you know, for the city or somebody to come and see who actually goes there, mm-hmm. it would take such an amount of time. I, I'm retired. I'm at home. I see the children in the neighborhood come and sit and visit and mm-hmm. play there. I see mothers bringing their children, reading books to their children there. I see other individuals coming and just sitting and enjoying our park. It's a, it's a very small little circle. I mean, it's a postage stamp compared to most of the parks in town. And uh, the maintenance and upkeep of that park is very minimal. I have gotten a verbal commitment from Gonzales Long that they would take over the maintenance at no cost to the city. They would come maintain that park. It would take nothing to, to maintain that. As it is now, I see the city come out there two, three times a year. I actually see city employees come take breaks during lunch and enjoying that park as well. It, this is just trying to save one small area. It's very, it might not be important to the city. It might not be important to a lot of people in this commission or to the people in that community. That's part of the community. It's been there for years. And we're just trying to save that one small part. There's very little to it, but it means a lot to the people in that area. And I just wanted to bring that up. I mean, I posted it on Almagro City Watch and the comments, and they asked me to come speak to the commission on this. So I'm here speaking for the people that made the comments and wanted to see if we could save that one part. I understand some of the other parks. It's due to maintenance. It's due to safety. This one has no playground. This one's just, a, like I said, it's a picnic table and a barbecue grill. Okay. Thank you. Is it, do we know of any plan to get rid of this park? So I saw the same, the comment on Facebook, and I called, because I think it was called the Panorama Park, and I looked on our map. I couldn't find it, so I asked Belinda, the Parks mm-hmm. and Recs Director, what park it was. She said she thought it was the little islands out there. So her and I actually went in there, went that day mm-hmm. to go look. And we have no plans on closing it. I'm not yeah. sure where that rumor came from. But Belinda and I actually cleaned it up because there was bottles and Coke things. So her and I mm-hmm. cleaned it up. And we asked Eric to put a trash can out there so that there is no trash can out there so that we could, or whoever goes out there to sit can have a trash can to throw it. And it's on the weekly rotation for parks. So I'm not sure where that rumor came from. I went and checked it out. Belinda checked it out. Can I ask where you heard that? There was a post. Okay. From, from so on Facebook. I, I'm sitting here trying to be calm, but I'm just going to say this. Um, Facebook is not a reputable news source. It is not a great place to get your news from. And I have encouraged everybody, and I will encourage you and anybody else that's listening tonight or anybody else, the 200 posters that posted on your post, if you have a question, call, ask. Because if you read it on Facebook, there might be some truth to it and there might not be some truth to it. And I, and I, and I, so 
like I said, I'm trying really hard to remain calm, but, I, you know, I read things about myself on Facebook, and I'm like, man, I must have slept through that one, because I don't even remember being there. I don't remember doing that. I don't remember saying that, and so... I always get frustrated. I personally have a love-hate relationship with social media myself. Um, but I knew um, when I heard that, that that was likely not true. Um, but I can't say anything, because if I say anything, I get, like, attacked. So, um, But I would encourage you in the future, if you see something on Facebook and you have a concern, um, I'd be happy to give you my card. Um, I'm sure any of our commissioners would. Or... Um, Ms. Hernandez, who's very open and available, call and ask. Verify the information because chances are, if it's on Facebook, it's probably not true. So well, that's the reason I was here just to yep. address. Thank you. I, I just wanted to voice my opinion and the, the opinion of a so, few others that wanted me to come. Right. No, I appreciate that. Well, obviously, that was an unfounded rumor, and okay, so um, hear that. Thank you your park much. is saved. Thank you. All right. Thank and you. Get a trash can. And it has a trash can now. <laughs>